The time is 11.08 and you're listening to The Brunch Show with me, Sadia, sitting in for Noreen. And it is Tuesday, which means, which you already know, that we've been talking food and drink. But we can't possibly talk food and drink without introducing Andrew Dembina on the programme. Good morning to you, Andrew. Morning, Sadia. That was a nice intro. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you very much. It looks like you, are you out and about or are you sitting at your desk? I'm sitting at my desk, yes. Cool. And does, it you... sound, does it sound a bit like it's no. out? <laughs> no, it oh, sounds okay. good. Let's go. You can put some sound effects in if you like, just to add a bit of drama yeah, to it. But... <laughs> yeah, we've done that before, haven't we? When, I've been, when I have been literally um, reporting from outside a few times, actually. I've yeah. been in it from cafes where there's a clatter of, uh, yeah, of uh, cutlery on plates <laughs> and stuff or whatever. Good. Yeah. So what yeah. are you up to today? You've got an international update today, have you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Um, okay, so it's interesting. I mean, I, okay, maybe as you as you mentioned earlier, April the eleventh, when you mentioned some interesting sort of uh, you know happenings on this day mm. of the year. But uh, but to me, uh, maybe it's the Easter break that's done. I feel like we're kind of just into April, but but um, uh, and so it seems quite early for some big annual restaurant awards to have already taken place mm. for two thousand and twenty-three. Mm. So that's. That's something I wanted to look at. I mm-hmm. normally do just to kind of see what the trends are in those. And uh, I've got two to mention. So let's start with this one, which was uh, uh, a regional uh, one that has been going for... It, this was the ninth uh, version of the Tatler Dining Awards. And um, Tatler, there is a Hong Kong version of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but there's also other editions, which are around Southeast Asia. And um, it's become something which um uh yeah which which, which lots of uh, uh you know different uh, different restaurants want to get into but 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 this is the hong kong restaurant award that i'm going to focus on that they're, they're a list of hong kong ones mm-hmm. and um so uh they have got some categories that they've had for a while but it's the first time they've been able to do in-person awards uh since 2019 you know due to pandemic restrictions and fears and so um it was a big shindig that was held recently which yielded a couple of interesting results and i've sent you a few pictures today as i as i try to do and um uh, and there's a picture of a chef there Mm -hmm. and the image of the chef is the he collects the rising star award this is you know for we're talking about all restaurants in hong kong uh, across um, across what uh, Tatler covers. And it tends to be, I have to say, that with most restaurant awards, apart from the Time Out one where you get more earthy ones, and we've talked about this before, um, that the, uh, you know, some of the others do go for the higher end. So think medium to high priced places. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the Rising Star Award went to uh, lesser known probably among foodies even in Hong Kong, a relative newcomer because the restaurant itself that he works at is not that old, is um, Shim Jung Tak. And he is uh, a Korean chef who has been uh, previously uh, second in command back in Seoul in a restaurant called Mosu. And there's a restaurant in Hong Kong which has been open for a year or so, which has been much lauded called mm. Mosu, and so it's a branch of the one in Seoul which has become oh, a bit of a foodie yeah, become a bit of a foodie sort of <laughs> pilgrimage place mm. um, so so he's um, uh, and it, it, what, what really intrigues me about this 
fella who has been, who came here after being the kind of second in command in Seoul is that he is living proof that career changes um, can happen at any stage in life. Well, actually, I should say, he's a lot younger than I am. He but, looks uh, very young, it, actually. Yeah, 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 he does. He's, 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 uh, <clears throat> um, he's in his 30s, but mm-hmm. he... Is um, he's now in charge of this new restaurant, Mosu, which is in M Plus, in uh, oh, you know the the uh, West Kowloon mm-hmm. Cultural District. Yeah, uh, it's, it's one of their uh, few restaurants, which are mighty spacious. I've got to say. Mm. I mean, I, I'm only talking for the for another one of theirs, which uh, which I went to, which has kind of got a, uh, a mixed Western and Chinese okay. uh, restaurant. But they have. The, the way everything's laid out there. I remember we spoke once before. You'd been there as well. It's yes. not just the art, is it? It's the yes. whole setup that's very appealing. It's amazing um, that actually. It is. It is. So, so, um, so yes. Chef Tuck. He also spent time cooking in a very highly rated and awarded restaurant in Tokyo called Quintessence. Uh, so he got some experience in uh, other food preparations than contemporary Korean alone. And what he's trying to do here, M Plus is to uh w- with communication with the with the main chef who is the still who was above him in Seoul is to talk about bringing elements to combine uh what they were doing in the original restaurant with some local Hong Kong elements so certain seasonal vegetables or certain tofus um and um you know both the deep fried kind and the soft uh, very soft type even using Dafu Fa the sweet one have been experimented with um, in Mosu restaurants in Hong Kong, so so that's um, it's it's that that was the Rising Star Award. Um, there was a st- sustainability champion. I, I mean, I think it's interesting the car- the the um, categories that the Tatler Awards have, and, and and it's very much a reflection, of course, of what people yeah, are people thinking are about. Yeah, people looking at that's right. Yeah. Um, so the, the sustainability champion can be for a, a restaurant group, can be for an independent restaurant or for an individual. And it's been going on for um, the last few awards that Tatler had, even though they weren't all in person. They continued them doing them online over the last few years. And in this case, it was um, uh, Ashley Salmon uh, from Roganic. And he is um, in the management of Roganic Restaurant, which is... A, an outpost of a British restaurant which comes from the north of England, um, who, which is based... It's one of those destination restaurants that we sometimes hear about or talk about, um, and some of these exist in Scandinavia and other places, particularly in Europe rather than the States or other, or other places or Australia or whatever. But, um, but, it, but in Europe, it seems that there are these destination restaurants where people really will go out into the countryside uh, just to go to one restaurant. In fact... When I was back in the UK in um, uh, Christmas New Year time, uh, I was told by uh, by my father that um, that not far from where he lives, there was a place that they go to, which literally uh, comes to a dead end if you go any further than this particular <laughs> particular restaurant, which is in a pub, yeah. and it's it, which is owned by the auntie of Jamie Oliver, the oh, celebrity right. chef, okay. and uh, and so people just go there. She's, She's, but she, she does something completely different. I've gone off track, I'm sorry. And was it good? Um, no, let me just ask you. Yeah. You went there. Was it good? It was good. Uh, but what they do is really, I wouldn't say refined in a five-star sense, but yeah. really very good quality, elevated versions okay. Okay. of some staples. Um, so if there's, um, let's say, a stew, because it was winter time, mm. it will be, uh, it will be, you know, 
one of the best views you've ever had. And oh, it's kind of, right. it, you know, it, it, it's, it's done with really good quality local ingredients. Mm. A lot of them are mentioned on the menu that they're from local farms, etc. So that's something. We were talking about sustainability. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's all of this kind of provenance and accountability for where ingredients are coming from and stuff, which is in the higher end of restaurants middle to higher end is something which um you know people are thinking more and more about mm. so this 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 person from roganic um has been awarded because he was behind uh getting rid totally of printed menus a few years ago replacing them with qr codes which are on um which are set into a piece of uh, a piece of wood and people scan them from their phones and just see the menus. Uh, menu, when menus are changed, they're changed digitally. And so that's one thing uh, that they do. And uh, apart from that, it's, uh, it's using uh, a lot of farmed ingredients from the new territories in Hong Kong. They may well be having have an HQ main restaurant in the north of England, but they are trying to do the same as they do there by using farms to cultivate produce that they that they want to need if, it is, if it's not existing already they're being proactive about that mm. so so that's um uh, the, the 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 restaurant that i uh, mentioned before that has the rising star chef tack has also been awarded with the best restaurant best new restaurant in hong kong because okay. it's around a year or so old and the chef of the year and i've mentioned her before but i think it was noreen in this segment uh as the best female chef and i and i i always have to ask the question of should there be a distinction between female and male chef in terms of awards yeah i know that there might there might be fewer of them in the industry but should it be does it really need to be sort of pointed out can't Mm. they compete on on an even field i don't know what do you think about that i think uh chef i think as long as they're equally looking at females and not just focusing on male chefs then the mm-hmm. award should just have no gender, really. I mean, it does. Yeah. It's not something yeah. that you should be specific about. Yeah, and it's um, so, so many uh, awards have done that and still do. So, but uh, but but they, they uh, the chef of the year though was was without gender. That Vicky Lau from Tate's Dining Room, a restaurant in Central that's been around for ten or so years now, and her new launch that she took the courage to do about a year or so ago, which I think I spoke to um noreen about mm. mora which is um uh, all based around soya beans uh both uh, both in drinks and food mm-hmm. um is yeah that's so so that's that's great that she's been recognized in that way um mo- moving on to another award i said i was going to cover or just dip into two asia's 50 best restaurants list mm. um now this is headquartered in the uk but there are offices and uh judges around the the, uh, the world because they do a Latin American uh, best list and there is Asia's best list which came before the Latin American one and so there's there's a world's best list which is headquartered in London and sometimes uh, occasionally Hong Kong or other Asian restaurants will make it into that list because it's not just the 50 best list that it calls itself they always uh, give a teaser before this is announced by giving the those that are from number 51 to 100 to show what is in there and then they'll announce the uh, the oh, 1 right. to 50. So really, yeah, so really it's actually a best 100, but yeah. that, maybe that doesn't yeah. sound as exclusive enough for them. But it's, um, so so first question, how did Hong Kong, Hong Kong do? Mm. Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me, five made it to the top 50, which oh. is not, um, yeah, it's good. It's not as many as in some previous years, but it's certainly good. 
So um, uh, it's, um, we're, we're always looking closely from Hong Kong at Singapore for many reasons, and uh, one of them is food as well. And so uh, the comparison um, is that uh, Singapore got eight in the top 50 and six in the um, 51 to 100 category. But um, it all tallied up to the same because uh, Hong Kong... Uh, um, did get uh, quite a lot. It comes up to exactly the same amount in the uh, 51 to 100. So it's equal pegging, just not all in the top That's 50. Good news. Um, yeah, and, the, and the, the winner of that was, um, interestingly, was uh, based in Bangkok. And oh. it is, yeah, it's a Thai restaurant that's doing contemporary versions. And this is a, another picture that I've, that I've sent you with some vegetables and a, uh, a, a, baked, um, uh, a baked tart. Um, and it is, uh, um, sorry, a baked, a baked uh, savoury cake. And it was, it was Le Du restaurant, L-E and second word D-U. Contemporary okay. Thai restaurant helmed by a chef. Uh, T. Tassa Nakajan. Uh, it's quite a quite a uh, tongue twister there, but um, that's that's uh, who proudly took the prize and uh, very fine dining style plating, wouldn't you say? On yes, that one? absolutely. Because what I'm looking at is almost like um, it looks like almost like a sweet potato, actually a small sweet potato shaped mm, in an oval, mm. quite bright yeah. coloured, and um, just some salad leaves. You know, a variety of little salad leaves. Um, yeah, and there may like, be herbs in there as well. On the yeah, side yeah, the it's a it, it's a savoury um, sponge, a bit like a madeleine, but, but yeah, a savoury version. Yeah. Um, and it's got beets in it, which gives it some of that, that colour. And colour. it's on top of a sauce. But I am afraid that uh, that from the organisers of uh, Asia's Fifty Best Restaurants, I, I, they didn't give me any further uh, information mm. uh, than that on the press release. Mm. So um, it's it's interesting too that seven other restaurants. So eight in all made it into the uh, top 50 in Asia. This is, uh, this is a record for Thailand, which has uh, really not previously managed to get so far up. Some of them have really got Gagan Anand, who's a celebrity chef in Bangkok. Um, he, he's he's um, sort of back in there. He used to be at the number one spot, and then he closed his restaurant, and he's opened uh, another one, uh, which is just uh, named after his name, Gagan Anand. And it's... Uh, and it's back in at number five. So he was in the number one spot for several years in the past. But besides that, there haven't been too many Thai uh, restaurants in the uh, top 50. Mm. So, um, yeah, Hong Kong's highest spot was number 13. And the restaurant is the chairman, which is uh, in Central. It's been in a lot of times before. It's, it cooks traditional, uh, well-cooked, using really good quality ingredients, Cantonese traditional food. Okay. Long-standing regular okay. in these lists, yeah. Um, and uh, Singapore's highest was at number six with Odette, which has been in before, which is a French fine dining. So that's, that's uh, something to look at, which you can easily find online, um, Asia's 50 Best Restaurants, yeah, if you're interested we'll in a having a look at some of those. Yeah. Um, and uh, something new from me, um, uh, new for me, I should say, and uh, unexpected, is a new food craze, lastly, uh, for something um, which has been revived in interest internationally and locally. Can you tell what the food shot is there? Well, um, I, I would have thought you're looking at granola. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting because the way that uh, this is being served is not in the conventional way. What it is, is, um, is, is, uh, 
is a restaurant in Central that's jumped on this uh, trend, which is happening around the world a little bit mm. more than you might expect, is a craze for crumble desserts. Oh, OK. And so the, what looks like the granola oh, is their nice. own crumble topping, which nice. in today's health-conscious world um, is made from uh, less butter okay. and, it's, it, and it's put on uh, at the end. However, I say that, uh, that, that, that it's more healthy, but the restaurant in question, um, which now has a crumble stand, um, which is serving uh, desserts to order, um, which is called, is called Uma Nota. Uh, people might know it in, in Soho. Um, the, the picture shows two of three new crumbles that they've just released. Mm. And uh, uh, on the right, you'd never know it, is uh, because it's got a creme brulee. Yeah, I was going to say it's creme caramel. brulee, it looks like. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it, and, and it is, and it cracks. Um, but underneath that layer is um, uh, the contents of apple crumble, Ooh. which tastes... And it, but it tastes like a like an elevated, like we were talking about Jamie Oliver's aunt's restaurant in the UK, <laughs> it's an elevated version. Okay. And so it tastes really good. The portions are not too huge because it's um, uh, it, it does have custard in there as well. So you've got sultanas, cinnamon, apple. The crumble mix goes on at the end and you mix it around with your spoon. You dig down to get every part of it. I'm sorry, I won't, Ooh, I won't no, it go sounds, too it much detail. It sounds in case. great. No, don't worry. Right. <laughs> well, fine. no, because I know that you're fasting. No, that moment. doesn't matter at yes, all. So. But okay. I like yeah. the idea of the crumble because, you know, whenever you do make crumble, it's, that, it's yeah. trying to get that crispy bit on the top, you know, mm. and to actually have it put in afterwards good is idea. probably a good... Yeah, it's, it sounds yeah. good to uh, me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good little tip, isn't it? A bit, a bit of a, a bit, not a cheat, but a short cut so mm. getting getting that that texture that you want and the one on the left um you'd never guess probably from uh, from from looking at the picture um is uh Looks pineapple like a... and coconut oh. which um which is um uh which sounds good now that we're get, heading towards the warmer season and i and, and i did taste that and it did have tiny bits of pineapple some mm. of them are on the top scattered on the top there and some are some are inside in layers mm. with custard and the third flavour was strawberry, which mm. sounds like it could be a bit too sweet, but it's not. You get that tartness from the strawberries. All of them are not too sweet. And the custard, which is all part of it, and you dig around. Oh, the custard's and you get in all there, the right? The custard's is, in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know it, but mm. it is. And was the and, crumble uh, good? The crumble was very good, and um, the and there was there was uh, coconut milk and a bit of coconut oil used in the one on the left. And uh, I just want I just want to move on to uh, to the fact that this is being uh, revived in interest around the world as well, mm. according to TasteWise, which is a US-founded analytics and statistics company that specialises in consumer sort of preferences and ingredients and dishes. Apple crumble consumption trends were um, were up uh, year on year in April this month. This is a very recent statistic <laughs> um, showing an increase year on year by 53.5% in terms of social media posts about wow. crumbles hey. in America. So this is a trend in America. And also, I had a friend uh, visiting with her daughter, who's a university student just for Easter, who said, yes, this is happening in the UK as well. Mm. And um, so there is a revival globally. Because uh, you, you, you spent quite a bit of time in the UK, yeah, right? Apple crumble. Uh, oh, oh, that's a... It's, it's, it's very British and it's a very comfort food and I remember it having it in school and I have mm. having it in other places. Yeah. It is very yeah. a, st a staple without a doubt. 
it, it was it was a, uh, a school dessert in uh, in the schools that I went yeah, to as well. Yeah. But but also um, growing up there as a kid, I remember that my grandmother. Uh, on my mum's side and my mum in those growing up years did make it and in the winter Mm. with a lot of custard it's really Mm. good what they're doing here though is they're chilling it excuse me they're chilling it to um to go with the temperature so um in the in the summer they're going to give it a slight chill but uh, when i when i tasted it a week or two ago it was served at room temperature which sounds pretty good so you've got strawberry and those tropical versions and then the original if you had to make a a crumble what would you try sadia I'd prob- on the spot. I'd probably go for that pineapple and coconut thing. That sounds quite nice. Oh, right. No, but I mean, if you, yeah, oh, sure. But if oh. you had to make one... Oh, um, oh my, I'd go... I really love kind of apple and cherry. I love to put some berries. Cherry, yeah, I, I do um, ah. cherries, like there's fresh cherries, and I put um, apples in, lots of cinnamon, so, but nice, nice chunky cherries. And, and, oh, nice yeah, idea. It's, it's just really nice to have some berries in there, and with the apple still. And I would mm. probably, in my crumble, I'd probably use quite a lot of oats, and I'd put some nuts in there mm. too, because I like the texture. I just want some texture on it, you know. Definitely, definitely. I agree, I agree with the oats. I've tried that as well. And also, I, haven't, I, I mean, ch- cherry pie, which, mm. um, which you know, has that nice. tartness. I can imagine that would go well. Yeah, it um, does. It's, it's lovely. Um, it, I, I've also seen recipes around, as I was, you know, preparing for this chat today, um, where lots more tropical fruits are used. I've seen recipes for papaya and mm. mango, which sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Might be interesting to try some. And um, for those that aren't familiar with crumble, basically, it is um, cooked, chopped, um, fruit usually um, topped with a crumble, which is uh, um, made from primarily, usually, traditionally butter, flour, and sugar. But these days, um, sometimes a healthier option is to substitute the butter for a different kind of oil, coconut oil yeah. or um, olive oil is, is out there as possibilities. But it is so, yummy. Uh, it is absolutely so- yummy, and um, my go-to sweet, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you have Good. to. Have you ever tried eating a chilled one? Just having a bit out the fridge if you've made one. No, it like sounds that. really nice, actually, and I think that's a good idea, certainly for the climate in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, you should go for that because I think that that will be good because you know, hot custards in the, in the heat are not great anyway. So no, no right. Well, I that's think... brilliant. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Good speaking to you. Now I'm going to have to make a crumble tonight anyway. So uh, <laughs> you tempted <laughs> yeah. me. Thank you so I... much, Andrew. You're welcome. Okay, bye, Sadia. All right, then.